in a podcast and i'm brandon vasco and i'm not your host your host is actually <laughs> brock Matson and fraser wayne parks howdy y'all hello i'm brock Matson. this is fraser wayne and that is brandon we have a guest Two, intro today we have that was yeah we uh swept it we, we confused you all gotcha april fools it was planned boom it is yeah, April. We've been, we've been planning for years <laughs> on this guy. Just so trip, yeah. conspiracy. Gotcha. But, uh, but anyways, we're, we are stoked to have Brandon Vasco on the show tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know him personally from playing shows over the years uh, in Ottawa. And Brandon's got a wicked band called Maximum Chill. And uh, also he's helped me dub some tapes. And uh, from what I know of him, he's... Uh, He's into a lot of really cool um, merch ideas, different forms of media to release music on, and uh, I've always admired him for that. So we are stoked to have Brandon on the show. Yes, uh, a great musician, to be great, here. great person. Very stoked. We were talking uh, pre-pod there, but uh, yeah, some different avenues of um, merch, and uh, I guess it goes with your latest uh, release uh, single there. Uh, I, don't know, I guess we we can just start. You want to talk about that to the the public and and I think it's pretty pretty sweet. I don't want to so talk. I, I don't want to talk about it. No, <laughs> he's not here to talk. Yeah, no, oh, you just here to you're here to listen. I'm here to throw emojis and chat, and that's it. Oh, <laughs> heck yeah, emojis that no one will see but us. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, sure, I can talk about long distance friction. Yeah, uh, great that's, single. Uh, thank great you, single. sir. I, that's the one thing I want to say actually was uh before we get into the merch thing actually was um i don't know if you're familiar with the great musician miles davis oh yeah 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 it that song i don't know if there's he has a certain album that was kind of like out there for um like jazz and everything Bitches um, brew or is it a different Bitches brew yes okay. yeah, exactly. that's yeah, a yeah. great album yeah I, I love it and um i i thought pretty much your single there um was very much bitches brew with more of a uh a rock uh funk touch to it which was i thought amazing so thank you that's what that's where i compare that and i thought it was awesome so thanks a lot yeah like uh i've heard that album before i don't have any miles davis albums now that Mm. i think about it but uh i've listened to a couple of his live albums and bitches brew and some things that that guy could do with the trumpet is just wild ridiculous yeah um and yeah he's like a, he's a magical that wasn't something that mouth. i thought about going into that song but uh i can definitely see bits and pieces of that in there so like uh it was i was listening to a lot of like random japanese funk and stuff at the time nice. of writing the song Okay. Nice. So uh, there's a guy named Jiro Inagaki 
um it's like Jiro Nagaki and Soul Media. It's just like an album that I I've been playing on repeat for ages. Um it just I always go back to it and uh also listening to the soundtrack for video games like Persona 5. Um the like high energy groovy funk rock jazz vibe like i just wanted to capture that yeah hell yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. and um captured. yeah when we when we like so i wrote that song two years ago maybe two and a half years ago um wrote it so that we could play it when we went on tour in 2019 uh, which is just like a super short tour. It wasn't like this big worldwide tour, cool <laughs> shit like that. Um, but so we played that. And while we were playing it on tour, we were talking about how we were going to record it because I knew that we wanted to record it. I didn't think that it would fit into an album uh, because of the other stuff that I've been writing. But uh, we figured they would fit as a single. And we were driving back and we were joking around about like, oh, you know, it'd be funny if you released a like, a, a tasteful porn music video with this song that, that never got hap- that never happened. Nice, like, but, yeah, I can uh, see softcore. Yeah, just you know some tasteful uh, side boob. Yeah. No, um, but then we were like, oh well, what about condoms? Because mm. like that is tongue in cheek. Like we're kind of tongue in cheek in that song, talking about like sexual tension and whatnot, and. Um, and two, when we did our tour, we had donated some money to a charity uh, called Music Counts. And I wanted to kind of do a little bit of charitable donations going forward. And I thought, well, we've got a song about sexual tension. We can release condoms about it. We can tell people if you're going to have sex, like do it safe. Yeah. And, and here's here's our music. Yeah, here's our music condom. on it. Well, yeah. <laughs> And also, um, we donated it to uh, Action Canada. It's a long word. Let me long phrase. Action Canada for sexual health and rights. Oh, uh, because they've got a program that promotes talking about sex ed in public schools. Okay. Cool. You know, in Ontario, uh, which is where I was coming from, our sex ed program had just been kind of knocked back a couple years yeah so i thought that was a good little bit ancient yeah i thought that was a good thing to to donate that towards and so it became condoms because it just it encapsulated the whole vibe of what we wanted to do with that of the song and what you like how you wanted to approach it and where the intentions were and everything yeah it makes sense cool I have one of those condoms, Thanks. actually. You have one. Yeah, you it's funny. It. I was just talking. I have not used it yet. Nice. It's funny. I was just using it. <laughs> <laughs> just just before we got on this call, I actually just used it. Funny uh, thing. But it's funny because I was talking about that at band practice the other day with John and stuff. Uh, just how, how about how cool the the idea was. Uh, and, and it's cool to now, I didn't even know the intentions behind it and that you guys yeah. were donating to a charity and stuff. That's really cool. No, that, that's really good. And it's, it helps like promote. Yeah. Like you said, safe sex and everything like that, which is, uh, which is great. Yeah. Cause you know, there's a lot of scary stuff out there for, uh, you know, younger kids. And I, again, the, the school boards are very strict on an old school and with their, uh, ways. So it's good. Uh, good. You're doing that for, uh, your uh song there that's wicked 
Yeah, I was uh, I was gonna use it, <laughs> but uh, well, that's what's funny is it serves now. as a backup. The reason the reason that we ended up going with condoms. So when we went on tour, we actually one of the guys had a condom in his pocket. We didn't realize that. And we were like, this is the band condom for the tour. <laughs> if anybody needs to use it, this, this is, is all it. we've got. You just you go in my pocket and that's if you need it, just dig in my pocket. Yeah. And yeah. now we've got, you know, a couple hundred band condoms, so we don't have to worry as much anymore. Yeah. And you're you're telling me uh prepod too that it was um it's like looks like an album, or you send me the link. Yeah, or, I can. Uh, I can grab. Give me a sec, Brock. I'll show you. Well, show no it one else you. can see it though. That's the thing, right? Uh, true. We'll, we'll I'll show it. To, for your I'll show ears. it to you later. Yeah, it looks. It looks like a little CD or like a little yeah. like uh, a little. I want to see. Case. I want to see it on, dude. I want to see. You want to see it on? <laughs> Good thing that this is going to be audio only. <laughs> we could do anything. No, that's wicked, and. Um, it's always fun to do a new thing because, like, you always go to shows and there's always like, buy my tape, buy my uh, T-shirt, and then you, everyone's like, yeah, I, I already have like two thousand of those things. Like, yeah, well, that, that's exactly it. I got, I got really stoked about all this stuff. Uh, Brandon actually uh, helped me dub a few tapes. Uh, what was it? It was back in the winter, I guess. Brandon in December or January or something. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Brandon helped me double dub a dub some custom tapes for a friend and uh just yeah we got into talking about merch and all these different things you can do and it's it's always been something i've been interested in too is uh an idea that i've always had would is lighters or lighter cases oh yeah and just having your band logo on a lighter or there's like oh hell yeah man like and and i really like that i like if you go to a show and like a band has something unique that's uh exactly like like you were saying not just a t-shirt or a cd and i know vipers i don't know do you know the you know vipers i think brock from i do yeah you, Bono you or brandon do you know great. vipers i've uh, definitely seen the name around yeah so they're 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 a really great band some of my good friends and i mean we've put them out on fishbum um but it's funny back in the day when they were first doing their like diy tapes and stuff they were putting like uh pill like little capsules, but they were okay. rolling up download codes and then handing oh. them out in pills. So it's, it looks like you're giving someone drugs, nice. but it's like, I wonder how many people took those. <laughs> I know how yeah. many people oh, swallowed yeah. a digital yeah. download. Code. Just, just so drunk. Like, Oh, cool. Thanks, thanks for the M bro. Just yeah. pop yeah, it and straight. straight. It's just straight Here, paper. Here's the pill. Make sure to only do it through your rectum. <laughs> <laughs> As a joke, and then they take it serious, and then they have a download code <laughs> in their butt. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, I was at Brandon's uh, dubbing some tapes a little while ago, and man, Brandon, you had all kinds of cool ideas. Like you were, you showed me you had a maximum chill. Your the your band had a. You did. You dubbed an eight track, I think, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. You had oh, eight really? tracks. Yeah, he was showing me, and he even did the artwork and stuff, and it was on the eight track cassette. That's pretty sick. And uh, what else were you showing me? We we actually did took uh, one of my singles, "Spinning," that I released last year, and Brandon has this little. I don't know, Brandon. Can you tell us a little bit more about your little? Uh, it's like a, a tiny lathe cut I'm machine. Conscious. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's little compared to the lathe cut machines that I've seen, I guess. 
So it's it's a little it's okay. It's not. It's little. so little. It's, it's it's a it's a uh, <laughs> it's cute. Good sized, cute. It's adorable size. Lathe cut machine, but he cut one of my singles onto a back of a CD. And oh what? So yeah, it's like a lathe cut machine for records. But Brandon, you I think you were telling me you can even buy like little. Is it five inch or six inch little yeah, I think they're vinyl pucks? So and. Yeah, yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit more about it because, like, yeah, I just had this little experience with it, but I thought it was so cool. Uh, just having, I'm, I'm all into, I love the, uh, you know, hand cutting records and stuff, and this kind of, yeah, got my crank turning. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, I found it. It's called the Easy Record Maker, or okay. uh, the Toy Record Maker. It's a Japanese product from a company called Gakin. I'm sounding like I uh, I prepared this, but I'm just Google searching <laughs> it right now. Oh, um, but that's something that I bought myself as like a, a fun little toy. It's definitely extremely lo-fi. Yeah, it looks really like up. it's a it's a little plastic record cutter, okay, um, slash record player that can only play like five inch records. Okay, um, actually, it can play seven inches too, but you make it yourself it's got all the toy all the parts and the motor and the circuit board and all the instructions are in japanese but they've got a, a english youtube video that shows you how to yeah, oh nice okay um but it comes with a couple blanks and you can cut into those and play it back or you can do it on the back of cds so let's say you've got a cdr and your own burnt cdr records from the middle out so if you only record like a, a 20 minute album or a 30 minute album on a cdr it's probably going to only record out like the first half of the cd okay now you can flip it over you can cut in from the outside of the cd in and as long as you don't cut uh an etch into any of the area where there's recorded media from the cd on there the cd will still play back fine and if you set that onto your turntable depending on if it's recorded properly or not you can uh you put like a hidden single on the back or a hidden message to your fans oh, damn. or whatever you really want to and That's i tried sweet. playing around with it like the levels you've got to get correct because it doesn't there's like this special process when you make a record of like um eqing it you've got to do all the eq yourself or it's just going to be like a, a crunchy lo-fi mess and i'm still playing yeah, around with it, still I, getting it proper but yeah i remember you were telling me you had to like mix a certain way where you take a lot of the bass out or like there's a specific uh if you want it to sound relatively listenable you kind of have to mix your like get your mix down in a certain frequency or whatever frequency or yeah. take out certain frequencies or whatever there's like a specific yeah. way that you have to kind of mix to get the most out of the the damn. audio quality damn sounds sounds pretty crazy honestly sounds yeah cool i i remembered it a couple of days ago and i took one of the cds that i cut into and i put it on my turntable and uh it was one of the CDs that I must have just been like testing the volume with because there was a lot of uh, like my my needle was skipping and sliding across the CD and stuff and whatever yeah, yeah. it did pick up was super quiet. But interesting. Uh, okay. 
yeah, it's just like cool stuff like that. Even if it doesn't that's work fun. out, it was fun. Oh yeah. It. Yeah. That's really fun. Like, um, last, last night I was recording with, uh, Juliana and Justin, unfortunately Frazier was recording, so I had to miss it, but, um, yeah, as I'll, I'm sure Frazier's album will be dope coming out soon. Oh yeah. That was like 16 yeah. hours of drum yeah, recording straight. Cannot wait. Nice. But it's funny. So we were talking last night because um, they do a lot of DIY stuff there, themselves. And, and this then, is uh, the people from the Crowleys, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Julianne is also a nurse, but she's just talking about how the older you get, it's always good to just like jump into something, even if you're like, you know, just scared of it because it opens different neurological pathways in like your brain. And even if like you just learn something new every day, like it, you're going to be more uh, engaged and happier that you've done it instead of just like sitting around doing nothing, you know? So it's, yeah, it's, it's cool to, it's good it, for your brain. Yeah. Good for your brain. And that's awesome that you, you, you go out and just try and trial and error really with some new merch stuff. Cause like, again, like I don't, I, I'm sick when I go to shows and just see the same old stuff. It's like, man, like I, I just want something new and some fun, like just a little yeah. knickknack sometimes or just, Something to yeah. like, just to remember the show by because like you buy a shirt and then you'll wear it and then usually you'll get new shirts like fashion's very fast but like you got like this little knickknack you can put on your shelf or like a little cd that's like unique and you you pull it out again that and it has a lathe cut in you're like oh shit like it's and you show people it's just like a very cool talkative point in your uh, apartment and stuff so that's awesome that you do that so yeah on that topic actually and I don't know, but possibly Brandon, you remember this because this was back around the time I was uh, living in Ottawa, or at least playing shows in Ottawa. I think it was around the same time we were playing shows together with uh, what was that band? What was the band with Shane? Uh, um, Masters of Nothing. Masters of Nothing. Okay, because I, I there I remember there was specifically one show at the Rainbow that we played with you guys and with Masters of Nothing, that was fucking awesome. Um, but I think this was possibly around the same time as that. Um, but it was when I was first started touring with the with the Fuzzy Undertones, and we are. It actually was maybe pre Fuzzy Undertones. It was Fuzzy and the Boys, Ooh. but post when you were playing yeah, in the yeah. band Brock <laughs> and uh, we, I was working at Goodwill at the time in Barrie and we're like, this is a random as shit, but we got this big garbage bag in. Cause I used to work at the back door where they, where we take in all the deliveries of donations, donate, donations and stuff. And one day we got this huge bag of mannequin feet. Oh, so just remember. these plastic feet. Oh and like, I don't know why, but my brain just suddenly like clicked. And I was like, we're going to paint those and we're going to make them merch. And my <laughs> boss sold me a whole bag, like a huge garbage bag whole full bag of mannequin of feet for five bucks. I remember that. So dude, no, I was, this was like the most, just got a bag full of $5. Okay. Bonds. So you, I was, but then, but then when you toured, I, when I we, to, but yeah, I do remember, I do remember, the but you remember yeah, the phase. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, yeah it was okay. Wild. Yeah. So we basically just got, and we made all these custom feet. Like, so the only rule was that it had to say fuzzy and the boys on it. So somewhere but like there was like a hundred different mannequin feet with all these weird designs that we basically painted when we were on tour like we would just go hang out in someone's backyard and just like paint feet when we had spare time 
And How about you look uh, not sketchy at all? <laughs> just yeah. like a bunch of Why hippies in the park, yeah, like painting feet. Have a in a week painting feet. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, pe- the thing is, people loved it, and I have gone. I've gone on tour since then and been back to people's apartments and they still have these little fuzzy in the boys feet somewhere like just like on a shelf in their apartment. And we were just selling them for like five bucks, 10 bucks a pop. Cause like they cost us nothing to make. Yeah. And it was just this really weird, like unique thing that, like you said, it wasn't just t-shirts or CDs and people loved it. We sold probably more of those than we sold of, like albums on that they tour. Went like really they fast. went super fast because people were like, oh, five bucks. Oh, I have this foot, foot and I can put it in my apartment. <laughs> like if I ever lose a foot, I got an extra foot. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll pay five bucks. My mom That's actually amazing. still has one. She got the Christmas edition. Oh, I remember going back okay. to my parents' place like this. With summer. the mistletoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice, <laughs> they nice. add the mistletoes. Nice pun intended. I love it. But yeah, yeah. it's just like uh it's great. And like, even with, uh, with the black Petunias, my new, uh, band that I've been playing with, uh, we've been talking when my bass player, uh, his girlfriend is, makes jewelry. And so we've been talking about making like bolo ties. Oh, fuck. For, nice. Or like, Oh, there's, there's so many different options. Even today, like, uh, earlier today, they were at the park in, um, John was making a guitar pick out of wax and then he, like you can engrave things then into the wax and you know, you could, you could do that as merch. There's so many, like, you know, if you just like let go of the idea of yeah. t-shirts and CDs, there's like this crazy garden of merch possibilities, I guess. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like well, I think just, you, yeah. oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, I had nothing really. um well what i think too is like going back on the the idea of like merch being fun is like you the band had fun making that people had fun buying it it like tickled their imagination yeah and sometimes not to like knock on other bands but sometimes you pull up to a band's merch table and they've just got cdrs that they've handwritten like so-and-so's band ep yeah in a jewel case and that's it and it's like it's great for people to support your friends who play in that band, but it's not great for everybody else that comes to your merch table and sees like, yeah, all this thing that doesn't make me feel anything. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's, it's not, it's not like catching an eye. It's not, uh, it's um, yeah. Like you said, it's, it's a way that, yeah, you can sell uh, some merch to maybe your family or friends or people who know about your band. But if you're looking to, maybe in like get new people on board with your project or whatever it is while you're on tour. Um, yeah. Having something that's unique, having something that's uh, maybe homemade or hand designed or whatever it is that catches people attention and kind of brings them into this, uh, the lore of your band or your universe kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like we did, we were guilty of having a couple CDs that are just CDRs. Oh, for sure. I I think everybody's done it at some point, for sure. But what we did is because they look so cheesy or like low effort, I guess, is I just printed off uh, my own paper covers. Like I just did, I bought a bunch of colored printer paper 
and just did black print and I made them look like bootleg albums from like these yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So like it was still low. It was, it wasn't uh high production value, but you still make it kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. I, I even saw recently, I think uh, you were, I think you kind of like remixed some of your maximum chill album covers which uh i think is like was originally a big collage of of you and some friends and the band but oh, yeah. if i'm not mistaken you were kind of reselling new ones but you were customizing the album cover like drawing your own designs and stuff over top of the album cover if i'm not mistaken oh no you're not mistaken yeah okay um, <laughs> Yeah, I've like as I think we all probably went through a phase as kids where we would take our parents' magazines or or whatever and just started and draw doodling mustaches on, yeah. and people and stuff. Yeah, so I love doing that stuff. And yeah. uh I love doing collage as a kid too, and that's why there's the digital collages for the album cover. Making like um, the hostage notes with the cutout letters. Yeah. <laughs> I have them hostage. Release them and give me five dollars and I will not tell buy you. Buy my album. Release them, give me five bucks. Give me five bucks That's and I will so not tell cheap. you. <laughs> yeah. But uh I started just like doodling on the band's faces, uh just on our album cover because they're there and I had a bunch of metallic sharpies. And oh, sorry, there's a notification going off. Um, it's all good. See, so yeah, I just had a bunch of sharpies. I started doodling on them. I doodled on. I feel like my first one was like last summer. Um, I had a guy in the UK want to review the album, so I figured I was just gonna put together this wacky box and send it to him. And I started doodling on it, and I figured that that's what I'm gonna do going forward with the rest of our CDs because I think we have like. 20 left and i can get a lot of weird doodles out 20 albums <laughs> on 20 tell CDs, you. yeah we get we, i did one for my friend matt the other day that um the sharpie exploded as i was drawing on it so oh, it like wow. this massive silver sharpie ink just like went all over my face so i ended up <laughs> i ended up making myself a big long beard and big long hair and it looks like uh it looks like george clinton almost <laughs> with nice. like the long silver dreadlocks yeah, uh, yeah love just, me some george clinton i don't take like i take the band making music and putting out cool stuff and getting people involved super seriously but the band itself is the whole thing is not taking ourselves seriously yeah. having yeah. fun and not yeah, being exactly. afraid to make fun of ourselves and doodle on our faces yeah. i guess yeah exactly no that's good because that's like a lot of like even like movies and like just other musicians like you look at the roles and then you just like have this perception of them like they're like oh they're they're very serious all the time they're not fun like something like that i remember recently listening to some like interviews of uh andy schaff on youtube who is a musician from saskatchewan now in toronto and he was just like his music's very uh, depressing and sad. And then he did his latest album, The Neon Sky, he released. He's just like, I had to put some like little quirky jokes or little things in there because I'm not sad. Like I'm a funny guy. Like yeah. I'm like so he's just like because like people perceive him like 
so sad. So like, like he's like Leonard Cohen or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like say, like so like touching on what you're saying, Brandon, just like making it fun because you're the band's fun. Like just because your music's like you take it serious and like on stage you maybe are serious. Like or you're not, that's not who you are. So like to put yeah. yourself your your um your style into like re- like drawing and dueling on stuff to like make it quirky and fun and fun for everyone uh is great because like it's like that's who i am and that's and that's what's great about uh just making music and art uh, just art in general that's what i love about it so much just you can put so much of yourself into it yeah for sure and i i relate to a little bit what you're saying about andy Schaff is like if you if you listen to a lot of my music like most of my music is actually super sad and depressing and like you know obviously people can relate to that people are depressed and whatever but uh if you know me as a person i'm not like a super depressive person like i i really try to you know um live a healthy happy um existence and i'm not necessarily a depressive person but if you listen to the music and you've never met me you know it might come across that way so I always try to sneak humor into, you know, even liner notes on albums, yeah. little secret yeah. things on album covers, in music videos, in, you know, in like all these like alternative forms of media because. Yeah. And I feel like, like I said, you, you, you just add your own little like funny twist to, to whatever you're doing, whatever the subject matter may be, you can still, uh, you can still make it fun. Yeah, and Brian, listening to your Maximum Chill album, the the first one there, like, I was just like looking at it, listening to it, and it was just like hashtag love, like, hey hipster, and just like, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just like it made me it made me feel joy because I'm like this is fun, like this is awesome, like good music, but then it's just like, just you just put a little bit of a uh, quirkiness to it or whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah, um, and it's it's just makes it that much more appealing uh, to the eye and um just to want to actually listen to it you don't just see like right now i i see most lo-fi just like you know even taylor so everyone no capitals just lowercase is like yeah. oh, or the opposite all uppercase yeah all uppercase i've seen that it's just like oh it's like so different it's like mm, not really man you just had like control or was it cap all caps and yeah. all that a marketing so. team cult told them it was different yeah, they're like, hey man, this is different and it's, it's fucking sick. Yeah. And um, yeah, we we're gonna make millions on this. Like, nah, man, like have more fun with that. Come on. Um, but yeah, Brandon, I uh I know you've been busy with some projects and stuff lately. Um and a couple of see a couple of things I've seen from you coming out online recently. Um one was, I believe, did you release a song that was inspired by um, early kind of 80s, 90s video game music, I believe? I did, yeah. And, so... uh, and I think also maybe after that you could touch on, I think you did something for a Vaporwave compilation recently. I did. <laughs> okay, so maybe... maybe well, yeah, no, because I'm very interested because, you know, I see I see this stuff online, but I don't get to see oh, I don't get to see very many people in general because it's a, a pandemic. But yeah, I, I haven't true. been able to see Brendan very much recently. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested uh, where where all of this came from because uh, I, I loved. I haven't had the chance to listen to the vaporwave track yet, but I listened to the video game inspired track, and it was awesome. It was so great and nostalgic for me because um, I grew up, you know, hunched over in my parents' basement playing video games as a kid, and uh, I think you hit the nail on the nail on the head with that one, and I, I loved it. Um, but I'm I'm kind of interested where all of the where the inspiration and all of that came from. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess we'll go back. I don't know, five years, five or six years. Taking a trip. Yeah. Let's go get in the right DeLorean. down memory lane. Uh, so my old roommate and I, uh, Curtis, him and I used to collect records, and we both have like different tastes. But uh, he got into collecting video game soundtracks on vinyl. And oh, cool! Yeah, I didn't know that existed. That's I didn't honestly. I have a, niche... a lot of movie soundtracks, but I don't have any video game soundtracks on that's, that's awesome. Oh, it's huge! It blew up in the past, Fuck. you know, year because Fuck, of the pandemic. So cool. But uh, so he had all these like video game bootlegs, um, and I own a couple too now. But uh, we he there's a Facebook group that we're part of. And people are posting like, oh, I love this video game soundtrack. I love this video game soundtrack. And then what people started doing is instead of acquiring the rights to these soundtracks, they started sampling just bits and pieces of it and creating their own soundtracks. Hmm. And so I've been listening to a couple of artists that do that. And then uh, there's a couple of soundtracks that I love, like... You know, I love the the Legend of Zelda soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. Um, I grew up, I played a lot of RPGs too, and they usually have uh, really cool, moody or atmospheric music to them. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so I figured instead of, you know, ripping off another artist, I would uh, create something that kind of sounds similar. And um my friend chris who used to play saxophone in the maximum chill he actually he was the recording engineer for here come those freaks okay. uh he's in video game design now and he asked me if i could help him out by writing some music for some of his uh video game projects oh, wow. okay. so i said yeah for sure i had been learning a bit about electronic music production and lo-fi and vaporwave and um all that stuff so i wrote him a couple songs sent them his way and then i continued to go down that path and say you know if if this was music from a video game what would kind of be the story progression or what would be some atmospheric music for like the pre-boss battle and what would be the yeah. boss battle music nice. and cool <laughs> So I I made like a little, I think it's seven tracks album that I just put on uh, SoundCloud. That is... Oh, true. Okay, there was more than one song. Yeah. Sorry, I originally thought it was just the one because I, I remember listening to the one, but you're, yeah, sorry, you're right. You did a whole little, oh, fuck, sorry. Yeah. You're bringing me back. It was great. I loved the whole fucking thing. So fuck, it's I like title it. title to first boss battle is is basically what yeah. the, the idea is but it's like um you know the characters live in a peaceful world and then suddenly out of nowhere their life turns to shit overnight and demons spawn and now they've got to go and defeat the boss and Sick. uh 
so yeah, that's like, that's where I was coming from with that. Um, there's a musician that I've started to really enjoy his music called um, My Sister's Fugazi Shirt. <laughs> he he's the one that i've been listening to his music and that's like it's lo-fi um vapor wavy synth wavy stuff but he samples a bunch of video game music and creates his own soundtracks so i've got three of his albums oh, okay. so far and he, which i'm happy about um but that also led me into listening to more vaporwave and vaporwave for people who don't know is like 80s music in a fever dream where your cassette player has now started to malfunction and it's also a cd that's skipping and there's all sorts of glitchy sound effects and okay it's uh, oddly nostalgic it's actually. really weirdly yeah. nostalgic. for people are i was curious like, what it was i was gonna yeah. ask so and it like, is it's like some a people fever dream of the fucking 80s or 90s or something yeah it's like it's like the memory of sitting in a mall in the 80s as it burns down like that's what <laughs> basically is nice um listen to floral shop by macintosh plus or vectroid macintosh um that's plus. like the seminal or one of the seminal vaporwave albums but uh I was like, it'd be really funny to create some vaporwave. And I just did it as a joke. Like a lot of it is ripping off of um like television commercials too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, it'd be really funny to do hockey night in Canada, but just take like the intros where they're like, this is hockey night in Canada brought to you by like so and so, and then yeah. their advertisement. So I'd been working on this song that it's a, it's an advertisement for Molson Canadian. Okay, uh, yeah. And I kind of remixed it and pitch shifted it and turned it into like a, a groovy malfunctioning, like, you know, like rock ish song. It's weird. Okay. But at the same time of me working on this, somebody posted in, on Twitter uh, which is a, a vaporwave label called Qingdao Market, posted that they were doing a vaporwave compilation and they were accepting submissions and it was all going to go towards a charity that was like sponsoring uh, Asian immigrants in, in the United States. Okay. So for fun, I was like, admit it, let's see, see what happens. And it got yeah. put on the compilation album. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. That is um, awesome. I might make more to make like an album out of it, but I, I got kind of what I wanted out of it, which it was kind of just a a playful thing for me to do after work for an hour if I wanted to and just learn a new skill like we were talking about earlier. It yeah. So it fires nice, yeah. different areas in your brain. And yeah, sure. I learned I learned a bit about music production with this because one of the aspects of vaporwave is that it sounds bad on purpose so working on music to make it sound degraded and make it sound like it's skipping and making it sound like uh like the record is slowing down or speeding up these things that people normally would listen to music and say oh i hate this and trying to make it sound 
bad, but a good way of making it yeah. sound bad. Yeah, it's like embracing that that kind of like aspect of the music production. Yeah. Yeah. So like twisting my mind around to think of ways that I could make it sound bad, but cool was really fun. And yeah. we might be seeing some of that in the next Maximum Chill album. Who knows? Nice. Oh. Cool. Yeah. I feel oh, like you could totally swing that snap. in with the whole band style and, uh, you know, put your own spin on Vaporwave. Or with the That's sweet. With the full band. Yeah pretty wicked but touching on like this like glitchiness and like just kind of like almost experimental but making it palatable um it reminded me of that um what i the what we we're talking about with alex there um uh Frage, i don't know if you remember i was saying how there's this album that was released that was kind of supposed to be like a kind of very experimental all over the place i forget the artist's name again but it was serge gainsburg that actually produced it sorry can you repeat that yeah, sir, like so. Remember the like how Alex, like we were talking on that episode, and he, uh, we're talking about like uh, kind of like experimental music a little bit. And I was saying this guy like released an album that was supposed to be like not bad, but like he didn't try and make it good. He tried to make it experimental, a little bit uh, different from everything. Like same with like this. It sounds like this. Uh, what was it called Vaporwave? Vaporwave, yeah, yeah, Vaporwave. So like same kind love. of thing. Like yeah, so some trying to be different, but then also again palatable to like more than one year i guess but um yeah it was i, I was looking into it again and it, it was uh for anyone who's curious it was i forget the artist but it was serge gainsburg that um uh produced it and then did it you say serge gainsburg produced it yeah yeah Fucking yeah, yeah. Love i guess scare rules yeah yeah it was a no oh. Yeah, because I've, I've got his Wikipedia page open here, just like looking it up as you're. Talking. It's. I think it's like, uh, I want to say like bamboo. I want to say Alan, like he 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 didn't. Alan he, he didn't. Sanford? Yes. Yes. Oh, they. Oh, they. Oh. Yeah. They. Uh, it was his album. I, I can't remember the exact name of the album because my buddy showed it to me. But like, uh, it's a very interesting album to listen to. Okay. I'll yeah. have to check it out. Yeah, I'll see if I can dig more, and I'll uh, I'll link you, Brandon, and uh, and uh, people are still probably wondering what the fuck I'm talking about, but they'll, <laughs> they'll they'll figure out one day. Secrets, people come back for those secrets. Well, what I do like you're talking about experimental music from like the 50s or or yeah. the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that too ties into like thinking of vaporwave, but also like some of my musical uh inspirations like i like a lot of that like early century avant-garde stuff that was composed yeah. up until um up until music in the 70s when they started to experiment with uh like tape manipulation and mm. and all that stuff and now it's come around to vaporwave is kind of like a modern day version of that okay uh experimentations yeah. and whatnot i guess that's why i triggered my brain into thinking that so yeah it's fun it's fun to like experiment and have fun so everyone just like you know everyone once mac DeMarco made his like uh slacker rock and everything just like again slowing down his tape machine with his like jazz chords or whatever the heck he was doing and putting some chorus to it then everyone was like doing it it's just like he did that and found that 
and he experimented and, and that's what he created. And it's like, instead of following, like why not experiment yourself and find something new and different? Like it's, it's like same with like dubstep. Like that was like, everyone's like, why don't we just do heavy, crazy, glitchy bass kind of stuff? Like, I don't like just have like have fun with it and like experiment. Yeah. That's what that's what art and music is. So yeah, and well, why, that's... Follow, why follow a path? Like do do you and everything like that. And then if people like it, it's gonna catch on. And if people don't, like at least you did it and you're happy about it. So yeah, well, that's how I feel. Like fads and stuff start is like somebody somebody does something that's so out of ordinary. Yeah. It sounds like you're making vaporwave over there. Yeah. Are you vaporwaving, dude? Um, I might actually just plug my headphones in and avoid this problem. Yeah, no worries, man. We're back. <laughs> my uh, my little my little home rig is uh, is getting really old. Also, as I was saying, my computer is, and uh, the past couple of podcasts, it's been glitching in and out. So. Uh, for the rest of this one I just got my headphones in and I'll I'll just talk through the computer mic yeah do it up the way she goes the way she freaking goes yeah I've been binging trailer park boys like crazy fucking way she goes boys (laughs) I I didn't even know there was like a Netflix release season so I I just started that one there's so so much of it on Netflix they have all the seasons and they have like uh, go to Europe, go to the States. They oh, I didn't know that. Special. Yeah, just, they got the okay. movies. Everything is all every trailer park boys thing up until like the past years on Netflix. Yeah, because I watched the full season and then it like it just it looks like it's like almost 10 years later that Netflix was just like, hey, you guys want to do another season? And that's where I'm at right now. I didn't even know it existed. So I'm um I'm binging mm-hmm. that right now. Uh, that, that was my day just cooking food and uh trailer park boys you know nice oh yeah yeah it was, it was all right um how yeah i guess um like it sounds like you've been experimenting a lot uh through this lockdown or pandemic however you want to call it uh brandon so you're saying you're um touching more on electronic so you're kind of just uh like is it something like you're saying it's something you're kind of interested in and then you're learning more about the production i i, I know you kind of touched on it like a little bit do you want to like go further on that a little bit or yeah sure it? yeah like uh when i first started writing music it was on uh i think it was just called music maker like i had some piece of software back when i was a high schooler I remember that. Yeah. I had it. Yeah. Um, So I wrote like, I wrote a lot of music on that, but that was also at a time in my life where I didn't know much about music theory aside from performing music. Okay. And uh, I guess in the past year, since we haven't had band rehearsals as often, and we haven't had recordings that we're working on, um, and like we've been trying to search for band members to replace other band members that have dropped out along the way. Mm. So I haven't had time or I haven't had the opportunity to be in my music workstation as often. So I kind of created this excuse for me to work on music. Uh, and that was going back to 
what I knew pre pre teaching myself music, I guess. Okay. Um, and that was making electronic music or music that requires like MIDI or whatever. Right. Or like, yeah, a computer program or uh, MIDI controllers and stuff yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's just been something to do to yeah. not lose that skill, I guess. And to see if there's anything that I can learn about um, electronic music that I can apply to music with the band. Um, and it's been a good journey, I guess. It's been fun. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to translate as much into the maximum and chill as, uh, as it could. Okay. But it's still something that maybe I could pull out of my back pocket when we're mixing and like add some trippy like effects yeah. or something to yeah. recordings and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause you're saying again, you're learning more about the production side, which is, uh, which is uh, like a whole other Avenue in uh, music that a lot of people don't even, I think know about or touch on half the time. Like, cause they'll go to, go to a studio to record and then someone will be doing that for them. And they don't even, sometimes they don't even know the, the work behind it and everything like that. And, um, so that's, that's, that's a fun thing to pick up during the pandemic for sure. Cause you can definitely deep dive into that. Oh yeah. 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 And it's yeah. just to keep those juices flowing and to not, like I said, not lose the skill or yeah. just to continue working on the skill so that when we do go back into the studio, even if I don't apply any of that knowledge on like on an album or on a track, then at least I didn't, go a year a year and a half or whatever just not touching my music software yeah. for sure yeah that's true i think in in you know in a way that's the uh, silver lining of the pandemic i think for musicians and artists is that you know obviously it sucks that we've had a huge chunk of our life stripped away from us where we can't play live music which is a huge part of being a musician but mm. I feel like it's a nice, at least uh, for myself, and maybe uh, you guys can relate to this in some way, but just having uh, a little bit more downtime and uh, space, time and space to uh, kind of get more, learn more, uh, get more into your craft or learn more about whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've actually lear learned a lot uh, and taught myself a lot of stuff during quarantine or the pandemic or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Because like you said, Brandon, I don't want to like, I don't want to lose the spark, you know, like if you have the spark and you have the music going, like, I feel like there's always a way for us as musicians to continue pursuing that um, or learning different avenues or different, like you said, production techniques or, um, whatever it is that you're into as an artist or a musician, it's at least, uh, you know, we've had a little bit of space uh, and time to, to learn and absorb and uh, maybe open up new avenues for ourselves that we, we yeah. wouldn't really have thought of or had time to pursue, uh, you know, being busy with work and touring and stuff like yeah. that. So 
Oh, for sure. Uh, I think that's kind of the silver lining of the pandemic. I'm excited to play live shows again. I really can't wait. And I'm actually, I'm super lucky that I can get vaccinated this month. Congratulations. That's nice. Which is nice. Yeah. My girl, my girlfriend is uh, indigenous and they just opened up uh, the indigenous population in Montreal that uh, indigenous people here and their partners and roommates uh, can get vaccinated. So, Oh, hell yeah. I've got an appointment on April 28th. Beautiful. Um, Congrats. And so, you know, hopefully that will uh, (laughs) be a little bit more of a, a quicker passport to, you know, hopefully playing live music or getting back to some kind of, yeah. some kind of like normal. It's yeah. It's weird. Like I, I follow the comedian Brandon Mordell and um, he's right now in Vancouver quarantined for 14 days, even after he has his vaccine. So, you know, I get it in a sense he's coming, but it's just like, he's had the vaccine. Like it shouldn't, it should kind of change things, but in Canada weirdly hasn't, uh, you know, even if you, people are getting their vaccine, they're still having to do this lockdown and still do, um, well, at least in Ontario, we have a little lockdown right now. You guys, I think both are in Montreal. So you have the curfew, but, um, yeah, it's, they don't, they haven't really like said once you get it, um, you can start doing things, which is a little eerie to like, not know, but, yeah, I guess there's just a lot up in the air. That's there like, is. So you, I'm just there'll yeah. be a lot of changes in the next will, yeah. six months, I guess. Yeah, but, and I'm I'm hoping for the better, but God, but no, that, that's you good. never really know with all this shit. Yeah, but like you're saying, yeah, it's nice to have a lot of downtime, and I think we, uh, even uh, prepod brand and I were talking about that, like how um, I think you're saying like Saturdays you can just kind of like relax now a little bit more and kind of sounds like maybe work on some little projects if you want, like you're, uh, you know, that you're doing right now, like your electronic stuff. And, and you said you're doing some, uh, maximum chill, uh, stuff in the works, which is great. So it's nice to have those down times to kind of sit and maybe work on it a bit and do other stuff around the house and apartment and maybe get out for a quick walk and stuff. And, uh, being up in North Bay now, I definitely, um, have more downtime because I'm not commuting to work and stuff. And it's, uh, you, you don't realize how much, um, you enjoy just like having that extra hour a day, you know, and like, yeah. you're, and, uh, just to, just to, um, detox from all the, the craziness and everything like that going on in your life. And yeah. So it's, uh, that was, that's I guess what we're we're talking about then and then we're living in wild times, boys. Yeah, the wild west, it's extremely it's, wild. I don't I don't know what else to call it. It's it's a it's a weird time to be alive. I remember I read something a little while ago about uh, fuck. What did they call this? Like these t- these kind of times in history are called cool zones because. Um, there, when you're living in them, because obviously there's been a lot of uh, times throughout Ep- history and stuff like that. And yeah, like yeah. pandemics or wars or yeah. huge revolutions, things like this. And um, yeah, I was reading about it. They call them cool zones throughout history. And what that, I guess, kind of means is that historically, when we look back at this time, everyone's going to be like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, 
they lived through all this crazy shit and all this crazy oh. shit was going on. There was revolution. There was pandemic. There was people were storming the white house. Like, you yeah. know, there's a, like, yeah. it's wild. We're living it in these is, crazy is, uh, fucked up times, yeah. but it's not actually fun to live through. No. When for no. us, it's not like, it's not fun, but it will be a time in history where people come back to and study and be like, what was going on in this time? There was so much change. There was so much historic like, time for sure. Yeah, dude. But it's, uh, yeah, it's arduous. If I'm picking the right word to get through, <laughs> to <laughs> get through. But yeah. Like, um, it's definitely been a year of, uh, people look at it as a lot of negatives, but again, um, like learning new skills and stuff. I was even talking to Juliana and Jess and like, and even like Brandon, just you're learning new things. And, you know, I, I think I really like this podcast that we're doing, Frazier, because we're bringing artists and other people on and, you know, kind of showing some light of stuff they've been working on through this, where there's been so much exactly. negativity. And, uh, you know, you, you see it everywhere, you know, like no matter what, uh, there's negativity. Um, um, we we talk, like I know Frazier and I were maybe going to do an episode on mental health and stuff but um i don't know we're just busy but i i, I want to bring up that um uh my my, my well I, my, i'd say my friend i didn't know her too well i'd see her around and you know we'd be at the same place and i'd always see her and her name's lee mcmillan and um a lot of people hate on influencers but she was an influencer and she's doing what she liked and uh because of like just negativity and uh, bullying and stuff like that. Uh, she ended up uh, taking her life, which was unfortunate. And, uh, you know, through, through this pandemic, there's been so much just, yeah, like bad things and, and people aren't doing good mentally. So to be able to, uh, you know, learn something new or do something new that uh, like you said, Brandon, you'd come home an hour a day and, and do something that that's great. Cause it's good for your mind and, and uh, it's something you're enjoying. And, and then, you know, to have people shit on it is just not cool. Like it's, it's, yeah. you know, you shouldn't shit on other people's things and uh, just no matter like what they're doing and not like people go through up and downs and all that. And if you don't like what they're doing, then unless they're doing some really fucked up, like really, really fucked up, I'd say like, if it's so, like a pause, like not positive, but, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but anyways, I'm just trying to say like, just don't attack them, I guess, in a way where, where they could end up taking their life because they don't have a uh, anywhere. They don't, they don't feel like they have anywhere else to go, but um, yeah. Lee, Lee McMillan. Uh, uh, I feel like, yeah, yeah, sorry to hear about your friend. Yeah. It was, it's rough. And she, yeah, she like what was huge in the van community. Like she did those uh, builds and, uh, toured around and something she enjoyed and yeah you know and yeah it's it's crazy but, but yeah i guess i guess as you, know. you were kind of saying it's uh it's nice to have this platform of a podcast to yeah. uh, bring a little bit like you know it's not supposed to be super serious like bring a little bit of like light and yeah. light life into people's lives and um help artists because obviously all all of us musicians and artists are struggling at this time and it's yeah. a hard time for everybody. And uh, yeah, it's nice to have this platform and this podcast to bring, yeah. to bring people on and talk about the projects and 
stuff that's been keeping us busy and uh, yeah because yeah you know it's weird it's weird times it's yeah weird times. we got a, yeah this i think we got pretty <laughs> pretty serious in this one more or less than the other ones but it's been uh it's been a fun time very happy to have you on brandon and uh i i, I is there any anything like we've done like about an hour i think i don't know if you guys uh, want to keep going or yeah well i think yeah. if 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 Brandon, you have anything specific that uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, you want you want to bring up or talk yeah. about, um, feel free. We're well, here. yeah, I was thinking about it as you were talking about your friend and uh, the things that she was going through, and like probably the things that a lot of people are going through right now. Uh, of like, some people the some people right now only have their online interactions with people yeah exactly and it's super important to if you're a social person or if you if you just enjoy talking with people online to to have like a group of people supporting you because that's all that some people have right now 100 percent. yeah um it's really hard for people living alone and it's hard for people who are extroverts yeah um, exactly and don't be hard on yourself too because there's something there's a point when when we got set up for pandemic mode and i now saw that oh i've got all this free time like i don't have to spend two hours a day on transit yeah um, yeah, yeah i don't have to do for all real. the like it took away a lot of things and i thought to myself well now i'm gonna have no excuse to do all the things that I always wanted to do. I'm going to do all of them. And you can't do that to yourself either. Yeah, because you'll get, you'll just get, um, I feel you so hard on that one. You'll get drained. And and this point in time right now, like uh, just me, like I'm, I'm extroverted. I love being around people and just not being around people drains my battery so much. Yeah, for sure. I might have to take a couple days of, just sitting, playing video games, reading books, listening to music, like not interacting with people to get my bearings right again, which like is re rejuvenate that energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, it's really important if you're, if you're struggling right now to like, uh, find those things that rejuvenate yourself and find I've, those things that you, you enjoy doing. Yeah, you for don't sure. have to force yourself to do them. You don't have to do them for, you know, three or four hours a day. You can do them for just like 15 minutes a day. Like, exactly. you know, read that book series that you like, or listen yeah. to that band that you like, or reach out to a family member that you haven't talked to in a while or, for sure. or just sit and do nothing. Sit and yeah. whatever, sit, whatever sit you like to do. Peace. Take a nap. Yeah. Find, nap today. Great. find some healthy coping mechanisms for yourself. Yeah. I guess yeah. what yeah. my therapist would say. <laughs> exactly. Attacking people is not a healthy way to cope with your anger and aggression inside. No, but there's a lot of good healthy coping mechanisms out there. Yeah. And like, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, the pandemic has been affecting everybody in different ways. And it's obviously collectively been extremely difficult for the general population. Um, and especially those uh, suffering from mental health issues or, uh, traumatic experiences or whatever it may be but uh, 
yeah, I think it's healthy if you can if you can go to therapy, go to therapy. Yeah. Um, because it's extremely helpful, especially not even if you have mental health issues, like just it's it's uh this entire last year or so has just been hard on yeah. everybody. So uh yeah. seek, seeking out help, talking to friends, um, finding healthy coping mechanisms because yeah. you know it's it's easy to to drown the noise out with drinking and drugs and or yeah. oversleeping or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, just finding those healthy coping mechanisms, different outlets, uh, different forms of art that you can work on or wh- whatever it may be, but things yeah, that you like, yeah. things to help you get by that are, that are good for you. You know, yeah. solving that math equation. You just, you just been puzzling at all day, you know, just finding, Sudoku. finding what X Dude. is. Oh, I love Sudoku. <laughs> Sudoku, reading the newspaper, anything. There's so many good things that you can do that are healthy for yourself and your mental health yeah. during a, during a, a cool zone, as I was calling it earlier. Yeah. So it's, it's a hard time. It feels weird to say that this is a, this is a cool time. You know, this is a cool <laughs> zone time, but you know, in like 60 years from now, people will look back at this and romanticize it. Like it was the sixties, right? Yeah, well, yeah. it was crazy. People romanticize the sixties, but it wasn't a fun time. Yeah. Well, you there know? was a there was an epidemic in 1969 when Woodstock was happening, and you oh, don't really? read about that, which is weird. What was that one? Uh, I forget what one it was. Was it? Was it? It was SARS was negative one. Oh, was it? AIDS is always. No, I know, but when was the AIDS? That oh, was like it was H three N two. Thanks. Oh internet. my gosh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Yeah, so that's not even H1N1. 1969, it was a flu pandemic. Yeah. Jeez. So, yeah, it it always happens, but this one's just more. uh, Well, you you know, on a a positive note, the the last, I think, large scale pandemic that happened from my research, I'm not, no pandemic. Uh, this is a scientist podcast. <laughs> you, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a, a wealth of knowledge of science and stuff. Yeah. But um, from what I know and from what I've read, that there was a pandemic in 1918 that lasted a little while. But what that made way for was the Roaring Twenties. So once the pandemic was finished, uh, or at least you know they came out of the the dark hole of the pandemic was uh it's just i think a general change of mood and atmosphere like globally or whoever wherever people were affected by the pandemic yeah. is like oh the lockdown measures are done the you know like it gave so much life to so much art and music and that's why they call it the roaring 20s because yeah. everybody was just out there they wanted to have fun they wanted to go out they wanted to meet new people they you know so um as as much as we're in this uh, darkness of the soul or whatever kind of metaphor you want to relate it to is I think um, the future can only it's where I think we're looking at uh, All the, the future of, of growth. You know, I think a lot of people have woken up to the realities of racism and systemic oppression yep. and uh the reality is that uh, native people and people of color and black people face in, in uh, North America and worldwide. And uh, the pandemic has brought a lot of uh, 
spotlight on a lot of different errors that we've made in our society, politically, um, the judicial system and everything. And I think we're going through this darkness of the soul, which is a, is a concept that's referenced a lot in, in books and movies and stuff. And I think as a society and as a, as a global population, uh, we kind of have hit this point where we need to go through all of this kind of pain and discomfort to come out better on the other end. Yeah, and, I think there is light at the end of the tunnel, like you're saying there. Yeah. You know, that's my own spiritual, philo- philosophical kind of like hope for the future. Yeah. But uh, I, th- I think that we will see possibly the roaring 2020s. <laughs> I, I like it. I, like I mean, we're in 2021, so we missed the first couple of years, but maybe the rest of the 20s could be uh, could be an area for growth and. Uh, the roaring half twenties. I'm ready to roar. <laughs> Yo, I am ready like to roar. Lion. I'm gonna be playing Katy Perry roar for <laughs> two hundred years from now. Just, I just can't wait till we can get together and spit in people's mouths again. Like, <laughs> I will be spitting in your mouth as soon as I can. I can't wait to drool and spit in everyone's mouth. It'll be so sick. Uh but uh, yes. yeah, anyways, um, Brandon, is there anything uh, you'd like to maybe plug or talk about before we uh, sign it off here? We've been uh, yeah, you got you got any new projects? Well. We got into philosophy and yeah. societal. It's been, uh, uh, it's been a very good episode. A very, I've uh, had a lot of fun in this one. Yeah, likewise, yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, it, back on eventually. Oh yeah, thank thank you for having us, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, thank you. <laughs> thank you for bringing us on on uh, our podcast. I appreciate that a lot. But if you have any other uh, plugs or projects, uh, things that you're working on or any other uh, friends projects or whatever that you want to plug before we uh, before we call it a night, yes. uh, now's, now's your time. Okay. Um, all of the Maximum Chills stuff. Uh, yeah. Plus, plus uh, an artist by the name of Cacao. The Dant Danners and Void can be found at www.deviaterecords.ca. Is um, that that's your new kind of label thing you got going, right? Yeah, oh, so right. it's we like a label storefront. Uh, I've been creating people's merch. That's where I'm going to throw all the Maximum Chill stuff in the future. We've got a little bit of band bio pages with uh, links to where you can find all those musicians. Um, and hopefully more to come. Uh, we've got some cassette tapes on there. We've got the Maximum Chills CDs, uh, some T-shirts. The the long distance friction condoms are up there. Excellent. Um, so like, there's that. And I mentioned it a couple times briefly that I'm working on a new album, uh, the Maximum Chill. I want to have it recorded between June and July. Uh, our drummer Alex is getting a recording studio built in his new house Ooh, and yeah. we're going to christen it with a ridiculous uh, opera performed by a rock band and not a rock opera. Uh, there's lots of actual <laughs> opera elements and oh, cool. there's going to be more orchestral stuff than we had in Here Come Those Freaks. Uh, there's going to be actual orchestral sections and it's going to be tons of fun and it's, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be more news to come from that, but 
That sounds extremely exciting. Yeah, I did a a grant application and I heard back. I was going to say this sounds like a grant project. It sounds like you got a big vision. did not get the money. Oh, not a lot of feedback. Daddy Trudeau ain't giving the cash. What the fuck? I guess they don't really like the fact that we're going to be rewriting the lyrics to O Canada. (laughs) And what it actually feels like to live in Canada. They're like, that's our main objection. We don't want you talking (laughs) shit about Canada on your record. Actually, no, they, uh, the, the people thought that it was really interesting and a different angle. And, uh, well, it's cool. At least that you got some feedback, and you know, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so uh, some ideas to move forward, and possibly you know, throw another application, or uh, or, or just take it into your own hands. Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Yeah, that's how. Uh, yeah, I've known a few musicians yeah. that have done uh, done some Indiegogo campaigns and released finals that way. So yeah, so uh, the angle that we're going at with that album is you know, the world's fucked and we can either sit here and laugh at it or we can do something about it or we can be exactly. grumpy and it's going to be like all those other, all those, uh, viewpoints and yeah. we're doing recycled CDs. So it's, Fuck there's yeah. a company in the UK that does these packages. That was, I, I mentioned, I got a CD from the UK Frasier. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a, a musician's album. Uh, I forget their name. Cherry cherry something koala shoot um cherry mint koala is okay. the band's name but that's the plug a, so it's a cd uh it's like a digi pack which is like the cardboard fold over with the plastic tray yeah okay. but instead this cd is packaged it's all recycled cardboard that makes the outer packaging and then instead of a plastic tray it's got almost like a egg carton tray Interesting. Okay. With uh, a little piece of cork in the middle that holds the CD. Oh, so cool! Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I love this. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for a picture after the pod post pod and and uh, check it out. That's oh, for sweet. sure. I'm gonna ask uh, for where they're getting it manufactured. I'm, yeah. I'm actually kind of intrigued now. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that after for sure. That's sweet. But yeah. um and also, uh, yeah, Brandon, if you ever want to come back on the podcast, we, we'd, we'd love, love to have you back on. Yeah, that'd be cool. Have uh, some, have some beers and stuff. On the, time. Yeah, when yeah, when you're doing your recording, maybe we'll catch you while you're recording. Get uh, your band on. Yeah. And, uh, have some beers. Have some. Uh, have some fun. And um, all that. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna plug Maximum Chill as well. And uh, all uh, all the stuff you just said. <laughs> sweet that's my plug <laughs> well yeah thanks a lot for having me it was a ton of okay. fun it's great to catch up uh see you again frazier meet you brock yeah it's great meeting you Brandon. talk about all that's going on in life yeah well well maybe one yeah. day I, I always like to close off some episodes by saying maybe uh when there's not a pandemic we can do uh we can do a special all together around a campfire or something nice That'd be like cool. that. yes yes so Keep your fingers crossed for a brighter future for us all. Yeah, yeah. That's a quote from God. Hell yeah. All right. Have a good one. Have a good one, guys. Okay. Take it easy, boys. It was nice to talk to you again, Brandon. It's been a while. All right. Take care, guys. Okay. Okay. Cheers. Have a good night. Signing off. Cheers. Bye. Bye.